Here we go. Hey, it's Blind Tony. And you know what? If I'm not reading Braille or teaching in the office or walking into the ladies' restroom by accident, I'm usually listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Here's your host, Eric Zane. Tony, you are, uh, I, I hope you're doing well in the Northland of Alaska. Haven't heard from you in a while. I should probably check in. It's amazing. It's like all these young people are catching up to me in age because, you know, I feel like I don't age. That's not true. But it's just wild to have like normal adult conversations with um, people that uh, are like the same age as my kids. Just it's it's phenomenal when the when the children are born, you're like, well, they're gonna stay this age forever. There's there's no way they're gonna. And then they're 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 gone. They're grown up. I had a fantastic time this past weekend. It was Eric, Diana, Jacqueline, Justin, Jim. Fiance Aubrey. I can say fiance Aubrey now. That just it just sounds so much better. If you haven't heard, they finally decided to tie the knot. That is going to happen soon. Uh, and my two grandkids were there as well. We went to this uh, place in uh, West Michigan called Boulder Ridge, which I had never heard of. And uh, you know, it's kind of like um. I guess the story is these people decided that they started to breed animals for safari type zoos like antelope and uh, do you say bison or bison? I guess I don't know, which I learned not the same as a buffalo. Who knew? And uh, they breed all these animals for these types of attractions throughout the United States. Well, then they decided to open up their own. So in 2011, they opened up this park and it's, it's like, it's, it's clean and new and, uh, just, I, man, I loved it. The kids loved it. It's not too gigantic. It's just perfect. In fact, I'm going to reach out to these folks about advertising. It's, it's that great. I can't say enough. You walked into, um, one of the first exhibits is some big cat. I don't, I don't know what it was. I forget. It had kind of like, uh, uh, almost pointy ears with like, with like hair coming off of the tips of the ears. And there was two of them in there and some crazy chick was pounding on the glass and the cat is getting pissed. The cat wants to eat her. She's actually pounding on the fucking glass. I wasn't there to see it, but, uh, queen of the forest. She goes, I don't think the cat likes that. And this is a, this is a grown woman, some stupid hillbilly bitch. Shit. Cat was getting pissed. We, um, they've got uh, these two reticulated giraffes and it is so sweet because what you do is you go, you buy like, uh, give them a couple bucks and then you, you get like uh, a bunch of romaine lettuce and you just stick it up over your head and the giraffe goes, all right, sounds good. 
and then he bends down and the, and he'll eat it right out of your hand. A giraffe. And then the uh, uh, camels are right next to the giraffes and the camels are like, give us something. Give us some carrots, man. Yeah, this is incredible. This is what a, what a great place. I've got video of Diana, the queen of the forest, feeding a giraffe. Then they, uh, you go, they, they've got an aviary full of um, parakeets, like a thousand parakeets. And I am not kidding you. You buy this little stick for like a buck and it's got like seed on it, glued onto it. Okay. And you walk into the aviary and you stick your hand out and then, oh my gosh, it's like that Hitchcock movie. They just go, that's it. And you can hear them all just like kind of swirl around you. And they're just, they, it's a fight to the finish. Who can get there first? And you usually get two or three of these little little fuckers on there just like eating away. It's awesome. They're, they're, they're all the way up your arm waiting in line. The best. Um, alligators. They got like an alligator uh, enclosure with uh, probably 25 to 30 alligators. One is huge. Just an enormous like nine foot alligator. You have to take your kids here. They're going to love it. And it's, uh, I, I guess I don't know the cost because Queen of the Forest bought the tickets. How the hell did I get on that topic? I don't know. That's how it's going to be today. ADHD at an all-time high. But uh, welcome in. The show comes to you uh, from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Uh, each and every day at about this same time. And uh, glad you are here. So thank you so much uh, for getting the show. Uh, you Right now you can only see it on uh, Twitter, Periscope Video, and on YouTube. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT, at Eric Zane Show on Twitter. Please follow me. YouTube brought to you by The Tank, Frank Fuss, independent insurance agent. Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Hit the bell, no, hit the uh, subscribe button, the bell notification, thumbs up. Thank you very much. Uh, Facebook is brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Kenny sent this along. Thank you, Kenny. The coffee mug that says Facebook Jail Inmate 4815-1621. Repeat offender. That was the... Um, motivation to take the show to Twitch. I uh, just uh, signed the paperwork with my uh, my new pal, Don Collins, over at Amazon. And that means um, we are one step closer to an entire switch of the live, switch to Twitch of the live stream. Uh, you will still be able to watch the replay on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. There's still a reason to follow me on those platforms because as soon as I get uh, done from being banned for this uh, 30-day adventure on Facebook, I'm going to be back to pissing people off on Facebook with my various posts and getting you people triggered and bent out of shape and some of you happy uh, because I am doing that. So uh, there you go. There, there will still There is still a place for those things. It's just that the actual live show, like I'm doing right now, like I do every day of the week, can only be, will only be on Twitch. 
Uh, my son, you know, he's a gamer. He goes, Dad, you're going to love this. You're going to love the uh, um, different um, uh, features of it that are going to make your life so much easier. And uh, a lot of people swear by it. Twitch has become uh, a hell of a lot more than just uh, playing your video games and recording your gameplay and narrating it. They People still do that, but Twitch did decide uh, to make a concerted effort to have actual shows on here. When I first started podcasting, I would podcast for about 30 minutes. And um, I don't know what the hell I was doing. And then this guy, Don Don uh, Don Collins, like, yeah, why don't you bring your show over here? I go, I, I can't do that much time. I don't, I don't know how. I don't have the ability to do that. Some would argue I still don't. So now after uh, the most recent uh, Facebook jail, I was like, you know, I, I should just put this thing all on Twitch. I wonder if they're interested in this still. And they said, yeah, sure, man. Let's, uh, let's get after it. So that is now uh, locked and loaded. Uh, there's some infrastructure that has to be built. So that's all boring. I'll save that. But uh, uh, you'll definitely know. And if you are, you know, the type of person who's used to just hitting Facebook or used to just hitting Twitter or YouTube to get the show live, it's just a little bit different. You just will hit the Twitch icon when I, I'll give you all the details on this. And it's, uh, it's going to be that much better for you. I can promise you it will be fantastic. I will say this. There's one thing you need to know. Full transparency. If you are an Amazon Prime member, um, you log in with that. And uh, when you do that, it's like I've earned a subscription. Okay? There's there's an income that comes from that. It is free. If you don't have Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime, that's okay. You can still watch the show live. The only difference is since this platform is a little bit more involved and they're hosting and they need to make a little money at any given point, you will see an ad like during the live stream. I'll be in mid thought. Whammo. Hey, you just Jake from state farm. That will happen. Otherwise you can actually subscribe. And I think it's like, uh, fuck. I think it's like five bucks or something like that. And then you, are ad-free. So there you go. Uh, Adam says, has uh, been, I, I, I'm not really sure how this works. Adam in uh, Houghton Lake, Adam the Yachty's, uh, he posted a video of just like me doing this to Twitch. And I think, I'm not exactly sure, Adam, maybe you could provide some details. My voice, my stream provides an algorithm. Is that is that right? And this all it is, is is a minute and a half of me talking on here, and he posted it to Twitch. I have no idea how that's important, um, but it has something to do with getting more people to watch it. I, I I'm not too worried about it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm not too worried about getting more people to uh, watch it. That that is um, the Twitch stream allows me to be um, integrated with a whole army of other shows and that will uh, help grow the show so there you go I know that's boring but still uh, I'm stoked about it and uh, it is coming so just uh, be patient you can pay for Amazon Prime monthly and it's only $6.35 a month so you might as well do that and also get the two day shipping and Prime video for that 
price. That is absolutely true, Marcy. Um, I, I love my Amazon Prime. I love just like going on there when I need something, clicking it, and knowing I'm going to get it in, in, um, in due time. Shelly says, when are you going to switch to Twitch? Well, um, I don't know. There's honestly, they have to build me a page. There's a, some technical things that are very, very boring. So I haven't been told a timeline, but I will let you know well in advance. And um, it will be after I my ban from Facebook ends. So I it's, it's going to be a, like at least a month. I will be on the show like you're used to uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Periscope. Uh, still promoting it. So that's this, I'm, I'm going to continue to do this. And then when I say, all right, here you go, this is where you need to click. And I'll continue to do that for a period of time. And then uh, for a little bit, I'll be on Facebook and then we'll switch over to Twitch midstream. This is all part of it in order to get you to do that. But it will be so easy to do. I promise you the only difference is you will be uh, clicking on a Twitch icon uh, instead of a YouTube Twitter or a Facebook icon. It is quite literally that simple. All right. We have Dear Meathead tomorrow on the show. Be thinking about that. Email me on the Shoreliners striping inbox. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Thank you to Shoreliners for sponsoring the email. If you need the parking lot striped or someone you know has a business that their parking lot looks like it needs striping, or being swept, reach out to Shoreliners. Shorelinersstriping.com. Anywhere in Michigan, reach out to them. They will travel. They will stripe the parking lot. They will paint the numbers and the arrows. They will sweep the parking lot. They will uh, paint the athletic field. They do it all at Shoreliner Striping. Well, not all, but just those things. And I want to mention them because they're very, very special to me and they support the email and the show. So send an email, eric at ericsaintshow.com about uh, dad or for dad. I got a good one that I saw that I need to uh, mention. It has to do with a uh, moment on the show yesterday when Diana called and she said, um, I mean, she didn't have to say this, but she said, I, I, uh, I want to stick to this diet because I don't like the way, I think she said, my bottom looks, and I don't like this fupa. Justin writes, hey, meathead, I was at my doctor's office, and there were two women talking near me in the waiting area. I overheard them say a word that I have never heard before. I was hoping maybe you or Joanne would know what this word means. What in the world is a fupa? This lady said she was tired of her fupa and needed to start working out again. What is that? You can just imagine how my dad, my 87-year-old father, will respond to that one and will Joanne. That is tomorrow. Dear Meathead, brought to you by JM Synthetics. Email eric at ericsaintshow.com. Okay. Now, I've uh, given you the background of um, my bet with Bill Simonson. Week two in the NFL concluded last night on Monday Night Football. The Lions were at Green Bay. 
And, well, they lost. But it's always, there's always some, there's all, whenever the Lions lose, uh, many in many of the cases, they tend to uh, have a really, really uh, great ability to reel you in. And I told myself, as the first half was winding down, and they were leading 17 to 14, and uh, the announcers were like, well, look at Jared Goff, look at the Detroit Lions. They are just, uh, they have been nearly perfect in the first half. All right. The first thing I thought was, so the Lions are nearly perfect in the first half, yet they lead by three points. I was reasonably confident, as most teams do against the fucking Lions, that the second half, the uh, Packers or any team that they're playing will then adjust. Typically, this this game took longer, though, for the Packers to adjust. A lot of times, teams will adjust uh, midway through the first quarter and then be able to beat the shit out of the Lions. I give the Lions credit. They played one half of football and still only led by three points. They got their asses handed to them in the second half and didn't score a point and the Packers scored 21. They lose. They were leading 17 to 14 at the half. They're leading 17, 14. They lose 35, 17. <laughs> Goff fumbled twice. At least all I did was watch a 12 minute highlight clip on YouTube. Fumbled twice through an interception Three turnovers in the second half, at least. Lions, horrible in the second half. Packers end up winning going away. Oh, my God. Fucking terrible. I Again, I don't even blame them. They, they, are, they are who they thought we were. Come on. There's only one human being on the planet who thought that this uh, team had a chance to do anything this year. And uh, and again, I, I can't get over the fact that this old withered man who has seen everything, the Lions, that they've, that they've done over the years, Bill has, for some reason, with a brand new coach and no players, it, that they're going to win nine games this year. Uh, the Lions have to go seven and eight for the rest of the year for Bill to win the bet. They're now 0 and 2. The loser of the bet, we had, uh, he seems to forget the details of the bet, but this is what it is. If they win six, nobody wins the bet. It's a wash. If they win five or less, I win the bet. If they win seven or more, Bill wins the bet. The bet uh, payoff. Loser has to wash the other guy's car in the dead of winter in a Speedo. You will watch this with me. This is going to happen. Bill is going to lose this bet. We are going to see, as much as we don't want to, Bill in a Speedo washing my 2003 
uh, uh, Chevy Silverado pickup truck. You are fucked, Bill. Oh, my God. It's probably been up all night pondering this. I tried to get in touch with them yesterday. Did not work. Come on. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> he is so ducking me. So today on his show on uh around here it's on 96.1 he's let a, he he lets you know that every second that he's on he is going to be erupting mount saint simonson he's going to be heartbroken he's going to be so angry it's like you cannot be angry at the lions they did great for the first half but i mean come on now the Muskegon Big Red could beat the Lions. You really overestimated their ability. Jesus. And now they have to take on Lamar. They travel to the Ravens. And the Ravens, oh, in a slugfest, great game against the Kansas City Chief. they beat Pat, uh, Chiefs. They beat Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. It was incredible. Lamar did that flip into the end zone. I love that guy. Holy shit. I think the Ravens are, are better than the Packers. You're screwed. They're going to start out 0-3. Oh, no. Bill, what is happening? Oh. Brian says you need to call into the huge show. I have. I think today might be the day. Uh, Aram says, are you saying they are who... They thought we were. You've said it more than once. I think it's they are who we thought they were. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Who cares? He's going to go into hiding just like Brian Laundry from Florida. Oh, Brian Laundry. The fuck? Uh, this is really crazy, that story. Um, Gabby Petito, they found that body that young lady and they suspect this. Well, everybody knows that this laundry guy did it, you know? I mean, what a horrible, horrible scenario. This is, I, this, this is, uh, my God, that's, it's just, she got uh, together, I guess with Mr. Wrong, this guy laundry. And you know what? I can promise you the mom and dad of Petito were like, um, Jesus, we know this guy is not right for you. You do not want anything. Your parents know that. They always know who Mr. Wrong is. You do not want to cheat, you know, they, and, and now they have to bury this lovely lady. It's just so sad to me. My God, because she, because this maniac did this. And uh, they're like, they're like still just, ah, he's not even a suspect. It's because they don't have any, uh, they don't have anything to link uh, Laundry, who is no doubt a serial killer. 
to the death of this beautiful young lady. And there's always a uh, angle when these stories pop because, and it it's hard to not uh, agree with it. But there's always like whenever you see like in social media, hey man, uh, so and so's missing, and then the world kind of like mobilizes, like the entire United States has been looking for this lady's body. And then there's always someone who says, yeah, hey, this happens every day in the black community. Nobody gives a shit. The only reason why people care about this is because she's pretty blonde and white. And I always feel bad about that. I'm always like, ah, fuck. I want to hate you for such a stupid remark, but it's true. It's so accurate. Motherfucker. Anyway, this laundry guy is no doubt dead by now. He wandered away somewhere and he hasn't been seen since. They'll find his body. Probably killed himself. Kate says, gotta admit, that's a trend. Pretty blonde girls get attention. Uh, You know, so... In this day and age, there's a lot of equality in, uh, well, equality and wokeness. That's a, that's a, that's a thing that we have to, uh, consider. Uh, so how come when, you know, every day there's some black chick who, you know, weighs 400 pounds, uh, looks like a big bag of hell. When she goes missing, you would think that because they don't want to look like fucking racist, that the news uh, would start the CBS Evening News with some lady who looks like Precious, who hasn't been seen in like a month. They would never dream of doing that. For some reason, that's still not a thing. Uh, Amongst all of the wokeness, sure, uh, we, we want you to give Oscars and Emmys to black guys and black women we want to have uh, more inclusion in, in this world and this universe and this and that. We've got an Asian is leading a Marvel movie right now. Uh, 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 posthumously, the guy who played Black Panther is given like doctorates all around the world. He, you know, seriously. But if black chick goes missing, they're like, fuck that. This is where we draw the line. It's very strange to me. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Tyler, regarding your Detroit Lions, writes, I got it down. The second I see it starting to go downhill, I'm done watching because they never have and never will have the ability to turn it around and recover. Like, yeah, as soon as... Teams, when they go into the locker room like the Packers, they like, okay, well, what's going on wrong? We're, we're down by three points. What are we doing that is a problem? Oh, I see. We just moved this guy over to here, and Aaron does this. And re- remember, he's the MV, reigning MVP of the league, and everybody thinks he sucks shit because he did Jeopardy. But the fact of the matter is he's still the best quarterback in the fucking game. Aaron Rodgers makes Tom Brady look like a bitch, okay? He's that good. 
Uh, the Packers immediately improved their standing. I think it would be fantastic again to see uh, the Packers and the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship. Or Matt Stafford, which it's looking... I tell you what, the Rams finding a way to win in week two. Uh, I am all about following those storylines. And the only other storyline that is worth mentioning is Bill Simonson and his dumbass pick that they will win nine games. He even had Slomus Brown on and said, Slomus, yeah, Bill, what do you think about my pick of nine wins? I would say you were stupid, Bill. Oh, my God. The Duchess writes, just the way you describe the possible scenario with a black girl explains it completely. Yeah, they need to almost like, uh, if you're the networks, you need to kind of like hope that like some black girl gets abducted so that they can follow up the story about Gabby Petito with, uh, you know, Precious going missing, you know? They're like hoping it happens so that they don't look like racist assholes. On any set of Twitter comments about this story, somebody weighs in with something like that. Got an email I want to read to you from the uh, Shoreliners striping inbox. Yesterday, I talked to you about my limo trip to Kalamazoo, Michigan to Deja Vu and Little Darlings. One side, titties only. The other side, fully nude. All sorts of rules. On titties only, you can drink all the alcohol you want. On fully nude, no alcohol. So you go get shit-faced with titties, and then you literally walk across the room to fully nude. You meet with titties, and she says, I want to give you a lap dance, but I want my muff on your leg. Okay, well, we got to go walk eight feet. Let me down this beer. Chugga, chugga, walkie, walkie, muffy, muffy. You know, I had one lap dance in my life. It was when I was uh, 21, and uh, we went to some club in Windsor, Canada, uh, called the Million Dollar, I believe. And uh, you can drink in Canada when you're 18. So I, I live 10 miles from Canada. I just go down through Detroit, uh, go in, uh, in the tunnel underneath the Detroit River. I'm in Windsor. I'm an adult. I mean, I can drink. Um, I take it back. I could drink at that time because I was 21, but years before when we were like just finishing high school, we would all the time go to Canada just to drink. So here I am at the million dollar and uh, I get this lap dance from a lady. And I've told the story before. Some of you might recognize it. it's been a long time since I've told it, but um, this woman who was very attractive, she had suffered some type of damage. Um, and on the back of her uh, leg, like where the buttocks meet the hamstrings, um, it was a uh, enormous amount of scar tissue. 
And I'm sitting next to my buddy, Kyle. Most normal individuals would just sit there and enjoy the lap dance. I, of course, said out loud, wow, look at that scar. (laughs) Now, her asshole is in my face. And uh, Kyle, like, swings his elbow and hits me. And I I look at him and go, what? And I I didn't, I actually thought there was no problem with that. And so then uh, the lap dance finishes, and uh, I, I don't recall much more about it than that. But afterwards, he goes, dude, what the fuck was that? I go, what are you talking about? He goes, I mean, who knows what the fuck happened to her? I mean, she probably feels bad about it that she, you know, you don't, you don't point it out. Don't you have any fucking sense? I would have like some pimp knifed her or some shit. Oh my God. And then there's the idea of the lap dance. You know, she's really grinding her genitals on you. There is no doubt residual odor. You got to hope that uh, she's taken care of business so that there isn't, even if there, even if she has taken care of business, it doesn't take much to for uh, there to become an issue there. And uh, I don't know. It's just, it's a little much. But anyway, I told you the story about how the, uh, we went there with nine guys nine burly cops and firemen from one of the smaller communities nearby where I live. These guys used to listen to me on the radio. Uh, they was a lot of the awkward conversation. Well, what do you do now? I go, well, I do this on the side, but I podcast. Oh, really? What? So they, they had no idea. Well, they ended up listening to that show yesterday where I was talking about them. Now, uh, of the nine guys, two got thrown out. One of them was a guy named Ken I told you about. And from my perspective, this I, I now have the other side of the story. Uh, first of all, chick comes out and she goes, hey, you the driver? Yeah. Well, there's that guy, that blue polo. He's an asshole. He's just an asshole, man. Can you say something? And I go, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just getting him to and fro safely and just standing here. Yeah, man. So he was sitting there, and uh, he's and he's short, I, and he's a short. He's probably got a chode, and again, he's taller than me. I'm like, well, thanks. Yeah, he's an asshole. I'm out of here. Yeah, we're gonna get him. He, he's gonna get kicked out. Sure enough, a minute later, Ken comes out. He's like, hey, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? Hey. Ken writes this. Hello, Eric. All of us listen to the podcast. We laughed our asses off. FYI, that girl that got pissed was asking all of us for Coke. I rudely let her know that uh, we don't do that, and I called her a stupid bitch. (laughs) If I would have had any common sense at that time, I would have considered the environment I was in. Um, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, we had a blast. Thanks for telling the audience about our crazy night. Be safe, my friend. Signed, Kenny. He spells his name K-E-N-N-Y. There's no E-Y. Limo work today. 
I am picking up. It's it's an Eric Zane show podcast. I, I have become the go-to guy to pick up kids from school. This one is spectacular because uh, Megan has commissioned your old pal Eric Zane to grab the nine-passenger Lincoln. And today at 3 p.m., I'll have Megan, Megan and Brian, and a bunch of kids. Eight kids picking them up from school. Off we go. Busy day today. So that was from three to five. I've got a run yesterday that I was doing last night, picking up uh, a couple and taking them to their home from the airport. And uh, Justin from from Affordable says, hey, uh, after you get done with that run, can you do two more? Now, here's the thing. I've been grinding a little bit, kind of burning it at both ends, driving a little bit more than I have in the past. And it's all fine. I mean, I'm I'm good with it. Queen of the Forest, though, is a little bit concerned. Don't, you're supposed to be home with me. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. I mean, uh, I. this is how it is. They need drivers at Affordable, which is why uh, I've been, they've been promoting uh, that they're hiring right now. And quite literally, if I turn these people down, it's money off of the books. And I don't like that. I mean, I... I do what I can to help out. But the queen of the forest, she's not busting my balls because I told her I'm going to be home probably at midnight tonight. Oh my God, this is the end of the world. I am so pissed. I go, look, yeah, I get it. But you know, you understand that uh, it's a job and I, and I did commit to it. And, uh, you know, I mean, trying to eventually Jacqueline is going to get married. You realize that, uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but weddings, uh, they're not cheap. So if we get to try to get ahead now, uh, you know, that's going to help. That's like, a, I'm guessing, I'm guessing if both of my daughters get married and I'm assuming they will, we are looking in the ballpark for those two weddings of combined 50 to $60,000. Let that sink in. For you parents, some of you younger than me, you got kids, you got daughters, you're on the hook for the wedding. You're also on the hook for the potential education, unless you're like, hey, uh, hello there, uh, uh, Melissa. Don't you want to be a mason? Wouldn't you want to be an electrician or a plumber? How come women don't uh, work in the trades? Why is that? I mean, is are they... Uh, are they wired differently? Very, for the most part, women in the trades. It just doesn't happen or they're lesbians. I mean, I again, I, I talked about this before that uh, if you had uh, kind of like a niche business where it was all ladies, plumbers, Builders, I mean, you would, that would be the best story. People would glom onto that in a heartbeat. It's remarkable to me that more women don't uh, get involved in the trades because basically you get out of high school and then you, uh, let's say it's uh, some local electrician. They like train you and pay you and educate you. And before long, you're a, a journeyman electrician making a ton of cash, no debt. Like right out of high school, why wouldn't you do that? My God. So anyway, I guess my point is, uh, you know, 
tremendous cost for education. Education is, uh, it, that, that, that's a tough one. That is a tough one in it right now. Uh, and I had to do it with, uh, Jacqueline as well. It just, it just doesn't stop. And then you're like, fingers crossed that they owe that they get the bachelor's degree and that they enter the workforce. Jacqueline, I think at one point she was like, I think I want to be, I think I, uh, I think I'm going to need more education. Well, why? What do you want to be? A neurosurgeon. Oh, no. It's like 15 years of school. Speaking of limo work and the um, adventure that I had with um, the firemen slash police officers coming back from the strip club, I was going to mention this yesterday, but I forgot to. Near where I live, this uh, north-south freeway called 131. I'm about halfway to Grand Rapids from Kalamazoo. A uh, car full of, of these guys are having a good time. We're down to one lane. They did the orange barrels to get you over, and there's no one on the road. This is at 1.30 in the morning. And there's some road work going on, late night road work. And I, I see no one. There, there have been no personnel doing anything. It's just uh, every like quarter mile, I see another light tower, which tells me they are planning on getting to the work. But where I've gone through this construction zone, I haven't seen a soul ahead of me. Thank God the light tower was illuminating down onto the road because I noticed something in my lane. And because of the legs moving on the animal, it uh, that light tower, which was well beyond it in the distance, was kind of like going on off. Because the legs went in front of the uh, uh, light. So uh, in my mind, right in the middle of the road as I approach it is a beast. Because I saw the legs moving. Now it's way down the road, uh, you know, several hundred feet. Uh, But I do have to take evasive action. So I break and I, um, in order to avoid striking the animal, which is just walking across the road. Slowly. I had to get onto the shoulder, rumble strips. Every guy in the car looks through my windshield. They see what I see. And then we see a headlamp. It's a dude. We, I went right by him on the shoulder. I, if I didn't get over, if I, if I missed it, this, I could have killed him. He was, um, he had one of those uh, machines that cuts the asphalt. He's doing that job. And we uh, speculated he didn't know I was there. And he took it out into the lane to do his job. And then when he looked to the right and I saw his headlamp, holy fuck, that's when he realized that it was, there was a car about to crush him. And he is so fucking lucky because um, with his head down, he was just a shadow. I did. I had no knowledge that he was there. He took no steps to, ensure that it was a clear path and he was right in front of the car. We came very, very close to greasing that guy. Can you imagine that? Holy fuck. So, um, we got a, had a, wow, that was, uh, that was very, very close. I don't know if I would have been able to live with myself. The guy just walked right out in the road. He was there working. 
And I thought it was an animal the whole time until he turned and I saw that he had a freaking uh, headlamp on. Unbelievable. Be more careful, man. Jesus. All right. Um. Okay. Amanda says my daughter's in her fifth year of school on a double major and half that cost is on my credit card, is on my credit report, I swear. Oh, no. The Duchess says I'm paying for college. They're on their own for weddings. Uh, I didn't want my parents to pay for our wedding. Andrea says my parents bought the alcohol instead. Jason's parents didn't even come to the wedding, so no help from them. Ah, well, better off that way. Yeah, I've heard. I have heard that that is a tough, tough uh, one right there. My God. Yeah, Jason's parents uh, uh, definitely caused that. Uh, there was there was some issues somewhere along the road. All right. All right, folks. Oops. Sorry about that. And then I got my dad paid for the dress. My mom paid for my flowers. His parents bought the booze. We did the rest. I paid for my own college too. Well done, Melissa. Chris says he's cutting the road with no lights or signs. Correct. Correct. The, uh, I had, there was nothing that indicated he was there. It was just uh, a couple miles of barrels. And then I happened to see movement in the lane causing me to break and get over. Had I not done that and kept going, I would have smashed into his saw cutting the cement and him and no doubt injured him severely or killed him. And that would have put a damper on the night at the titty bar. Okay. Folks, I am on Patreon and I would love you to be there. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane for even more content because let's be honest, it's tough to find something worth listening to. You're not going to find it on the radio. The radio sucks. Nobody does anything worth listening to on the radio. Okay. We all know that. Let's stop kidding ourselves acting like there's anything good on the radio. It stinks. All right. That's why it's on the fucking radio. You can talk like an adult when you're on a podcast. Problem with podcasts, there's 50 million of them. It's tough to find a good one. If you like this show, try my Patreon. Five bucks a month for the audio podcast. Just give it a try. It's only going to cost you five bucks. And then if you hate it, then you're okay. You just cancel it. And you're only out five bucks. No big deal. But if you like it, You've got 15 hours of content plus every single week on my Patreon. If you really want to uh, get involved and be a super fan, it's 10 bucks a month. I throw in all of the video and the live feeds, or I'm sorry, the uh, um, uh, live streams that you can take part in, uh, especially the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, where you're actually part of a virtual audience. I see your face. I talk to you. It's like having all this, uh, all these different uh, personalities to talk to and communicate with. It always results in a fun time. The Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. This is for you. Try it out. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. If you don't like it, cancel it. And then you get the rest of that month. If you do like it, you can either let it ride or convert it to a yearly. And then you will, uh, I'll save you 10% if you convert it to a yearly. Okay. Several sponsors make the free podcast possible. Before I do that, though, I say hello to uh, Michael Ball. I don't know why it says Michael Bale. No, it doesn't. Your eyes suck, you idiot. 
Uh, Mike is going to Chattanooga this weekend for um, Ironman 70.3 in Chattanooga. That is a tough race. You'll do well. You're going with Jeff Joush and uh, Tall Skinny Brian. Good luck. You'll do awesome. Derek writes, quote, there's nothing to listen to on the radio. Here's Fleetwood Mac on Big 101.3. Well, now hold on a second here. When I say there's nothing to listen to on the radio, I'm talking about the spoken word content. I'm on the radio today from 10 to 10 to 2, filling in for Allie. Shut up, Dirk. I think I'm playing uh, the Archies, Sugar Sugar, uh, Horse With No Name by America, uh, Good Lovin' by the Rascals. We'll throw in Last Train to Clarksville by the Monkees. Now, Michael Ball, I, I, I reach, I say to you, good luck in your race. I didn't say anything ridiculous. And you call me blind and fat. Jackass. Hope you get a flat tire. There. Now we're even. I talked to uh, Craig Shoemaker yesterday. Comedian who's in town this week. My plan is to go with the Queen of the Forest on Friday to Billy's Lounge to see Craig. Um, now at fullhousecomedy.com, you got shows September 23rd, 24th, and 25th, but I'm looking at Craig Shoemaker's website and Craig indicates he's going to be there at the, he's going to be at the listening room in downtown part of celebration cinema, uh, studio park at the listening room, big Dick Donnie, not exactly the most thorough in promoting some of these things does not have that one on his website. What the hell are you doing? Anyway, you can see Craig September 22nd at the Listening Room, September 23rd, Spectrum Lanes, the 24th, the show I'll be at with Michelle McCormick from LAV. Now, I think Gates is a fuckhead, but I like Michelle. Uh, And then September 25th at Back Alley Comedy Club in Muskegon. Support Big Dick Donnie by going to one of his comedy shows. It's a great night out. You get yourself a few drinks. You watch a comedy show. You'll have so much fun. Full House Comedy formerly known as Back Alley Comedy Club. There is still a Back Alley Comedy Club. It's just the one in Muskegon. That's what that place is called. Now, that whole umbrella of venues is known as the Full House, or different Full House Comedy Club locations. Okay, glad we got that covered. Uh, If you need a dumpster in West Michigan, reach out to Dumpster Divers. Their website is uh, dumpsterdiversllc.com. If you're anywhere in the West Michigan area, this is what you do. Uh, Startup company, two young gentlemen by the name of Kyle and Emilio. Kyle joins us on Thursdays for Let's Kill with Kyle, which I know that Stevie and Amanda are big fans of. You can call or text. The folks at Dumpster Divers at 616-375-9962 whenever you want to get rid of your junk. There is something spectacular about that moment when they bring the dumpster in there and then you just start throwing shit away. Shit you don't need. My God. 
Get rid of it, man. Get rid of the clutter. In addition to dumpster rental, they have junk removal services and demo and deconstruction. Just reach out to them at 616-375-9962 for a quote. You will pay less, too, for a dumpster diver's dumpster. Licensed and insured. They have all the proper licensing and insurance to give you peace of mind. Outstanding uh, reviews from their amazing customers. You can see all that at dumpsterdiversllc.com. So some lady in Texas showed up at the school board meeting. Typically, school board meetings are uh, parents screaming at, um, you know, the school board saying, ah, we, our kids don't need masks. Oh, my God, we hate you. We hope you get AIDS. Uh, not this lady, though. No, no. Carabelle is her name. She, uh, just prior to showing up there, at the school board meeting, she had discovered that a uh, book in the library of the two middle schools in this district, a book, um, was uh, horrible. Bad language, bad content. And so she got, grabbed the book and read a nasty page from the book to the school board saying, what the fuck are you doing here? Now, uh, she, she probably could have done it a little bit more of a, uh, I don't know, a calm demeanor, but then that would not have been any fun. This is Carabelle talking to the school board. Carabelle and then Marge Stone. All right, well, I'm just thankful that y'all don't have the ability to um, make a mask mandate. And tonight I was going to talk about the need for a second high school, but I was sidetracked by, for the boys, pussy or the idea of pussy or the idea of idea of pussy. A Mexican is a Mexican is a Mexican. Take her out back, we boys figured, then hand on the titties. Put it in her coin box, put it in her cornhole, grab a hold of that braid, rub that calico. You can find that on page 39 of the book called Out of Darkness, which you can find at Hudson Bend Middle School and Bee Cave Middle School. All right, not going to lie, I had to Google cornhole because I have the game in the back of my yard. But according to Wikipedia, cornhole is a sexualist slang vulgarism for anus. The term came into the use in the 1910s of the United States as verb form to cornhole, which came into usage in the 1930s, means to have anal sex. I do not want my children to learn about anal sex in middle school. I've never had anal sex. I don't want to have anal sex. I don't want my kids having anal sex. I want you to start focusing on education and not public health. Stone, you're on. They cut her mic. You are supposed to be educating our children. Do not teach them about anal sex. Thank you, Ms. Bell. Okay. Let's, uh, Let's unpack this a little further. It's a little weird how she kind of like, um, she's going for it. And then she throws in, I do not like anal sex. I have not, I have not had 
Anal sex. Uh, so that was a little strange. It's also strange that the book is there. I like how uh, the thing starts going beep. It's like, all right, I guess that means your time is up. It's like automated or something like that. And that kind of quiet, they're trying to quiet her down. Then they like fucking Forrest Gump. They like unplug the mic. Ah! Those feedback. And she's like, ah! she's still going on and on about anal sex. And if you're the kids, you're like, oh, fuck, somebody found the book. Somebody found the book. Shit. Carabelle, and then. Uh, Sarah, let's play this thing again. Marge Stone. All right, well, I'm just thankful that y'all don't have the ability to um, make a mask mandate. And tonight I was going to talk about the need for a second high school, but I was sidetracked by for the boys. Anal. Boys, pussy or the idea of pussy or the idea of idea of pussy. A Mexican is a Mexican is a Mexican. Take her out back, we boys figured. Then hand on the titties. Put it in her coin box. Put it, put it in her coin box. Put it in her coin box. I hadn't heard that. This is an old book. Hand on the titties. Put it in her coin box. Put it in her corn hole. Grab a hold of that braid. Rub that calico. You can find that on page 39 of the book called Out of Darkness, which you can find at Hudson Bend Middle School and Bee Cave Middle School. All right. Not going to lie. I had to Google cornhole because I have the game in the back of my yard. But according to Wikipedia, cornhole is a sexualist slang vulgarism for anus. The term came into the use in the 1910s of the United States as verb form to cornhole. When she's talking about I do not have anal sex, I, I picture she's, you know, it's a flashback. She's say that that's what she's said to her, her husband. Her husband was kind of like, hey, honey, I know you've had a little bit of wine. You know, what do you say? Uh, what do you say? We take the plunge, or at least I take the plunge. What to, is tonight the night? And then she looks. Which came into usage. Shuts him down. 1930s means to have anal sex. I do not want my children to learn Thank about you. anal sex in middle school. I have never had anal sex. Thank I don't want to have anal sex. I don't want my kids or having anal stone. sex. <laughs> I want you stone. to start Focusing on education and not public health. Public health. I want you to focus on education and not anal sex. Public health. Stone, you're on. You are supposed to be educating our children. Not teach them about anal sex. Thank you, Ms. Bell. That is fantastic. That is amazing. You know, frankly, uh, these 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 board meetings, anything that has public comment, you you have a mixed bag. You know, uh, especially like um, I think that locally, a lot of the, especially in Michigan, all the 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 county commission meeting is always a big one where people just you know, especially with all the mask shit. Oh my God, people just lose their minds. But how refreshing would it be to be in there and it's just. One after the other, mask, mask, mask. Oh, uh, anal sex. Oh. Incredible. 
What a fantastic piece of audio that is. It's pretty cute too. I like how she kind of like it's it's like it's like lecture mom mode. If you're that uh if you're that uh, school board, you know, you say, "Yeah, you're right. You are one cuz she is right. I mean, if I was um if if my kid if I found out that I had a, uh, uh, at, at, that the school had a book like that I wouldn't I wouldn't want my kids to be uh, to be seeing that shit and that is uh, that's that's a little fucked up um after she did that the school board reportedly pulled the book from the shelves following the complaint i imagine they like rushed over there and said somebody get to the library and get this book how how does this even happen in the first place don't they like vet every book um a district spokesperson told the local news a district shall not remove remove materials from a library for the purpose of denying students access to ideas with which the district disagrees Continuing, a district may remove materials because they are pervasively vulgar or based solely upon the educational suitability of the books in question. Yeah, these kids are bummed out. They love the fact that their library had that book. Holy shit. All right. While we're at it, Hudson, Ohio, Hudson, Ohio mayor, Craig Schubert and uh, several of the parents at the high school are demanding that the school board resign, uh, calling for the resignation of school board members and teachers after students in the school's liberal arts two writing class received a book of writing prompts that are uh, really inappropriate. I, I I guess my question is how, um, I mean, the book is one thing that can fall through the, uh, the cracks, but this is like, here, here is uh here's some writing prompts for you. And basically I think the way this works is in these writing classes, uh, just, uh, you know, one sentence, something to write about. It could say uh, uh, the Vietnam war or 9-11, or equality, or Harry Potter. It doesn't matter. You know, there's always something. Uh, Harry Potter in the real world. Uh, why people, you know, it's just shit like that. It could be anything. And they, these uh, uh, writing teachers, English teachers, things like that, they like uh, brainstorm about what the prompts could be, and then they uh, uh, put them and form for them to, uh, and maybe it uh, it spurs on something creative. The mayor says, it's come to my attention that these educators are distributing essentially what is child porno in the classroom. (laughs) I've spoken to a judge this evening, and she's already confirmed that. I guess she said, uh, this this mayor says, judge, is this porno? He he has to go to the judge. Uh, Judge, I think this might be porno. Can you maybe, uh, with your infinite wisdom of judgery, decide it is? It's porno. Continuing the quote, so I'm giving you a simple choice. Either choose to resign from the Board of Education or since you're disseminating porno, you will be charged. 
So the mayor says, this is bullshit, and I want this to stop, and you're going to go to jail. A call to the office of the mayor was not immediately returned. Uh, Monica Havens, the mother of a high school senior who received the uh, booklet called 642 Things to Write About, previously worked as a teacher for 11 years. She shared some of the prompts from the book at the board meeting. Number one. Choose how you will die. Now, I don't know about you, but it seems like every time I turn around, there's, uh, you know, young people kill themselves quite a lot these days. That has turned into a very, very, uh, that is a very, very real thing. So I'm guessing uh, the one on the top of the list, choose how you will die. Oh, I mean, your radar is going off. Alarms are going off, clanging in your head. How can an educator... And day and an age, when every time you turn around, a kid kills himself, uh, you've got choose how you will die. Hold up. Casey. Hey. Paw licking. Real problem. Next. Write a scene that begins, it was the first time I killed a man. The fuck? This one's for the ladies. Describe your favorite part of a man's body using only verbs. I guess it could be for the guys. If you're rainbow flag Jeremy, it'd be black, gigantic, veiny, and spurting. Verbs and adverbs, I guess. You have a dream that you've, next one, you've had a dream that you've murdered someone. Who is it? How and why did the murder happen? And what happens afterward? Again, these are all things, writing prompts to teach your hand of this shit out. Next, you are a serial killer. What TV shows are on your DVR list and why? Another one called The Kill Fee. Uh Uh-huh. How about this one? Write a sex scene you wouldn't show your mom. Rewrite the sex scene from above into one that you let your mom read. That is kind of fun, but I, I this is just fucking weird, man. You've just been caught in bed by a jealous spouse. How will you talk your way out of this? Write a sermon for a beloved preacher has been caught in a sex scandal. (laughs) Describe a time when you wanted to orgasm but couldn't. Kids. These are kids. 10th, 11th, 9th, 9th, 9th through 12th. 10 euphemisms for sex. Another one, you are a brand new suicide hotline counselor. Describe how you feel during the course of your first call. How about write a letter from the point of view of a drug addict? How about drink a beer? Write about the taste. How about write an X-rated Disney scenario? You could write about a room full of people who want to sleep together. Or write about the first time you had sex. This all happened. How would you feel if your kid said, Hey, Mom, look what we got to write about. 
Other topics are perfectly benign, such as describing the worst Thanksgiving dish you've ever had or your perfect day as an astronaut. So they throw in shit like that and then, you know, uh, describe the time you wanted to orgasm but couldn't. So if you're a student who writes, describe the time you wanted to orgasm but couldn't, and then you're like the teacher who knows that that potentially could happen, and then you're writing, you know, you're, you're basically reading smut written by a child. How does, how is that, who the fuck, these are educated people at this school that are like, yeah, hey, yeah, it's all good. Oh my God. I'm kind of with the mayor on this. Um, the mayor said, or the, the parents said she found out about the book from a friend who shared a screenshot of a page in the book with her. I asked my daughter if she had been reading a book with inappropriate stuff in it. And she said, yes. Uh, mom said she asked her daughter to get the book from her backpack when she discovered it all. I can't even wrap my brain around a teacher. I don't care if it's for college credit. These are minors. She's right, man. This is fucking sick. This is sick ass shit. A cop in the community called for the school to install cameras in classrooms at the board meeting. Why? I don't, I don't get that. Police officers wear body cameras to monitor their behavior and they have brief interactions with the public. You guys have our kids all day and we don't know what's going on in the classrooms. I demand there be cameras in classrooms as a matter of public record that we can pull and view what is being taught to our kids and what is being said to our kids. Well, yeah, I guess so. I guess I can see that if, uh, if they're encouraging kids to write about, uh, you know, write a sex scene, you wouldn't show your mom. Holy shit. Fuck, I blush reading uh, fucking Catcher in the Rye in school. Can you imagine the teachers telling you to write about uh, how you wanted to have an orgasm? You sick fucks. This is disgusting. I sound like a, 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 in, an old stuff shirt, but this is true. Imagine this. Jesus. Uh, the high school principal, Brian Wilch, said, told the board and the attendees, there are times we need to take a step back, reflect, and get better. Yeah, this is way beyond that. You need to shut it all down for the year, okay? Or at least like a month. You need to wipe out the entire staff that was involved in this. Everybody on the school board needs to be out, and you need to start over. Reboot at this point. Uh, the principal said he became aware of all of this shit, uh, uh, became aware of the inappropriate writing prompts in the book, which is used as a support resource in a college credit course. I uh, found that out last Friday. The class is offered through some local college, but it's taught at the high school. This is how kids get like 5.0 grade point averages. They take these college courses, they pay for them, and uh, parents save a lot of money because they get that shit out of the way early. We did not exercise our due diligence when we reviewed this resource and we overlooked several prompts that were not appropriate. We felt terrible. I, I think this is, this is terrible at any level. I, I don't care if it's college. Write about your orgasm. Who the fuck? Yeah, hey, what, what are you writing about? I'm writing about, uh, you know, playing horseshoes. What are you, I'm writing about my orgasms. This is how uh, teachers end up fucking kids. This is terrible. The school issued an apology to parents and is working to collect the prompt books. No chance. This is going to be a collector's item. 
Uh, they promised that they would do better. So it seems like they're owning it, but can you imagine that? Oh. Kevin says you can't hide your kids from everything. So are you suggesting that if the teacher says, uh, hold on a second, Kevin doesn't have kids. Uh, are you suggesting, Kevin Kuyfers, that it is acceptable if your kid came home, your daughter, 11th grade daughter, and said, hey, dad, uh, my teacher asked me to write about my orgasms. That would be okay in your world. I can only assume that's what you're saying with this horrific comment. You sick cherub face fuck. Man, that's, uh, that's interesting, Kevin. You have to follow up that comment. Kyle writes, us rainbow flag wavers. I think he means warriors. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, wavers. Like waving a flag. Us rainbow flag wavers should be allowed to describe that. I guess you're referring to an earlier comment. All right. That is fucked up. Kevin thinks it's cool to beer bong another third beer. So, of course, he's okay with that. You want me to beer bong another third beer? It's been a little while since we went uh, back down that road with uh, Kevin Kuypers. Fuck, man. I'm fucking hammered. Are we going to beer bong another third beer? Fuck off, I'm hammered. Oh, <laughs> I need to go to bed. I'll go open up another beer. I think that pushed him over the edge. Well, that's just sick and wrong. Hey, if you want to contribute to the Eric Zane show, one of the uh, uh, great ways you can do that. It doesn't cost you a dime. I'm always asking you people for money. It's fucking embarrassing. Uh, and Patreon and buying t-shirts and shit like that. But uh, if you see a story that's interesting and you think I should talk about it, send it along, eric at ericzaneshow.com. I would love to see what you have uh, that you think might be interesting. I don't use all of them, but I do use some of them. If I can uh, uh, find an angle to get after it, just send it along, whatever it is you're reading that you find interesting, eric at ericzaneshow.com. That all helps. Uh, thank you to JM Synthetics, online at jmsynthetics.com. Amsoil Peddler. Check out their line of products at jmsynthetics.com. Shop online, figure out what you want. You can buy it online, but you're going to make life so much better if you actually do this via the phone. This is an old school method, but it works. Figure out what you want. You call Jason directly, 616-747-0233. Tell him what you want. It shows up at your door. It's that simple. He'll give you the other finer points of that, but that's basically it. 
So if you're getting ready to do an oil change, you've got some service for your uh, uh, truck, your uh, your motorcycle, your snowmobile, your snowblower, your chainsaw, whatever it might be, you need lubricants. Go look at the fine line of products at jmsynthetics.com. Uh, I was talking to Joe Martinez. He says he is actively scheduling people for furnace tune-ups. It won't be long here in the great state of Michigan before we are firing them up. Call or text Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579, and get on the calendar. It's 79 bucks to get the furnace tuned up. Okay, he's checking every important vital aspect of that. He's cleaning it. He's uh, 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 monitoring it and testing it, making sure that it is running as efficiently as possible. That is part of the tune-up. You don't do this and you let it, uh, you let it fester. Uh, year after year, your uh, equipment is going to get less and less efficient. I have a, let's see, 10. I think this house was built in 2009. 12-year-old furnace. Wait a minute. Is that right? 2009? No. It was, I'm sorry. I moved here in 2010. This house was built in 1995. So I have the original furnace on it. So that's a lot of years on a furnace. Mine runs at 90% efficiency. And that's because Joe works on it. He said you'd probably have it considerably lower if he didn't take care of that thing. Especially if you have an older furnace like mine, you can keep that running for years and years and years. A and E heating and cooling, installing the Comfort Maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners. 616-516-8579. Meathead math. Text and email works great too for Jason Mays. You can all, and if you don't want to, if you don't want to hear his uh, uh, angelic voice, just text him. Hey, I want this. Apparently, the discussion uh, kind of went to uh, truck nuts. No, they do not have truck nuts at JM Synthetics. Andrea says, "How do you get 2009 off of 1995?" Well, I was thinking about when I moved in, but the home was built that much earlier. Dirk writes, what pedo teacher wants minors to write about their orgasms? Yeah, I know it. Very, very weird. I've got some show and tell for you. I went over to uh, Strider's running store in Granville, Michigan. I ran into the... Uh, my dear friend, Jeff Jow, she was going to that uh, Ironman 70.3 with fuckhead Mike Ball. Jeff owns a running store, used to be a sponsor. And then he uh, teamed up with the local uh, Christian station. And uh, swears that that shit is bringing him tons of uh, uh, customers. And I'm like, well, I think you're overpaying, but uh, whatever. Whatever floats your boat, you should be on the podcast. No, I shouldn't, man. It's working great on the Jesus station. Yeah, whatever. You're an idiot. I walk in there, and uh, I need a new pair of, uh, of running shoes. So while he is going to the back room to get me my new pair of hokas, uh, I see something that is, uh, there's like a display of a device that you can use 
to treat sore muscles. It's called the Theragun. Look at this. Okay. Now I'll, I'll I'll link it up in the show notes. First of all, price tag three ninety nine. I picked this thing up, and uh, I push the button on top here, and this thing that it looks like a marital aid. It looks like there should be a fist on the end of this thing. This thing starts move, rotating and moving in and out with some superior force. And I'm like, whoa, this thing's strong. And I put it on my neck. Now, let me just tell you, if I put it on my wiener, it would smash it. Uh, This is not for your genitals. Well, some of you ladies might prefer this. In fact, uh, you probably uh, uh, would fasten some type of super big dildo and, and take care of business that way. But it's like that. That's how it operates. And, um... You, you know, you, it's got that good handle on it. You can add pressure with your strength and push it on there. And my God, did that, that was the moment that I was there putting that on my neck. I was like, Jeff, I'm not leaving. This thing is incredible. If you go to the website and you click on this, look at she, this chick's putting it on the exact spot where I was complaining that I've got soreness. Part of me wants to get this so bad. I can just imagine the relief. I can I can imagine like laying down on my belly and Diana over me with this thing, like leaning into it. Oh my God. Have you ever had a, a really, really good massage? Not like some a silly one, uh, like a, from an Asian spa where you get an HJ. I'm talking about a skilled masseuse who knows all the structures and can really get into the meat, and they've got strong hands. Oh, my God. It actually causes pain when they when they start to, like, uh, uh, work on those muscles. Oh, that's what this is. Uh, I think I think I, I need this. I, I really do. Um, it is incredible. So I reached out to Jeff. I go, hey, man, because I had forgotten what it was called. I go, what is that massager called? And he said, Diana. And I'm like, funny, asshole. What is it? Farragun. Wow. Uh, Dirk says, I'd give it a couple hours before you'd apply that thing to your taint. Maybe. I might. But I don't, uh, man, Jesus. Aram says, I mainly use a foam roller and and, and lacrosse ball to unwind the knots. No, that's true. But this is... I, I've done that too, but this is extreme, man. Holy cow. So I was checking that out yesterday. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, Dean referencing my sick fuck Dean. Instead of uh Theragun, he puts my wife's nickname Pua gun. What an asshole. What a sick fucking asshole. All right. Eric Clapton is on the hot seat. Rolling Stone magazine is kicking his ass. For the past year, Eric Clapton has been pissed off. He is fed up with uh, anything COVID-related. 
Hang on a second here. I had this uh, on my mobile device and was able to read it. And on a desktop, it won't let you. So I have to call it up on my phone. He spent a considerable amount of time um, since the pandemic bitching about COVID. I get it. A lot of people have. He's even written songs about it. And they're called like, you know, COVID blues and fuck the jab and uh, uh, eat shit Fauci. He even did a duet with Van Morrison, you know, brown eyed girl. Wonderful night for a moon dance. So you got a guy who does wonderful tonight and uh, and uh, uh, and moon dance and and these two teaming up for the anti lockdown tracks stand and deliver. You patriots probably have it on your uh, on your Spotify playlist. They also wrote a song called "The Rebels." And then uh, Clapton uh, wrote a song called "This Has Got to Stop." Eric Clapton is vaccinated, but he is now, he is, he's regretted that decision. He said, I wish I had never gotten, um, vaccinated because, uh, things got a little wonky for him and he had bad side effects from the shot. He said, I wish I'd never done that, man. That was a horrible deal. We got to ban the shot. Everything sucks. Had he not gotten the shot, there's a chance he could be a Herman Cain award winner. Have you been following the Herman Cain award on Reddit? That's uh, subreddit Herman Cain award. What people are doing is they follow people who have been uh, really outspoken about the shot and about, uh, you know, uh, uh, death toll numbers. They're just the typical type of shit on their Facebook. Uh, similar to when Herman Cain, remember him, he ran for president. He was ranting and raving about it uh, several months ago and all fake and this and that and typical bullshit we've all heard. And then Cain ended up dying from it. So thus the subreddit recipient of our Herman Cain award. So these internet sleuths post various uh, screenshots from people who saying, uh, you know, all this bullshit about don't get the vaccine. Don't, don't wear a mask. Everything's a lie. And then the last thing you'll see is one of their loved ones posting to their own Facebook saying, we need prayers for Bo. He's about to bite the, uh, bite the dust. Fuck. Why can't I talk? That's the Herman Cain award. All right. So Clapton's been loud about that. Who cares? Right? Yeah, I understand. You know, at this stage of the game, people, uh, have the, I mean, you're, you're on one side or the other. Everybody's over that. No one gives a shit anymore. Okay. Uh, you can only, uh, uh pick on people so much on Saturday night, though, Eric Clapton took the stage at the smoothie King center. In New Orleans, the writer of this article in Rolling Stone says this event is notable, not just because it alerted us to the fact that there is a music venue called the Smoothie King Center, but by doing so, uh, Clapton, and they write it as 
musician. And that, this is interesting that they're skewering Eric Clapton. That just goes to show you that a legendary performer, uh, if he if his opinion does not jive with the woke writers at Rolling Stone, they will fucking turn their back on you. First of all, he's old, so they probably don't give a shit about him. And most of the writers in Rolling Stone are probably uh, millennials. And um, that magazine is much different now than what it used to be. So just despite the fact that it's Eric fucking Clapton, uh, royalty in, uh, in, in music, they are killing him over this. Um, but by doing so, the musician and public health skeptic effectively ended or undid his ridiculous stance he took on COVID vaccines earlier this year. You're like, wait, what? While the rest of the music industry has embraced vaccine mandates, I don't know if that's true. They write it. They uh, write it as such. As the only way of enduring safe concerts, Clapton took the opposite approach. He vowed never to perform at a venue that requires proof of vaccination. Um, now, if he stuck to, if he stood by that, I mean, whatever. That's that's up to him, but he, he hasn't. He actually broke it the first chance he could. They continue. He broke this absurd promise by playing Smoothie King, which, according to its website, is following New Orleans regulations that require all ticket holders 12 and above, as well as staff and participants, to prove they've received at least one dose of the vaccine or provide a negative test within 72 hours. Moreover, they must wear a mask while not eating or drinking. That's the rules of the venue. So Clapton said, well, I'm not fucking playing there. And then uh, the next thing you know, hey, come see me at the Smoothie King Center. Oh, no. Clapton made his grand proclamation against the vaccine mandates in July, shortly after Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced that vaccine passes would be required to enter nightclubs and venues in the UK following the uh, PM's announcement on Monday, the 19th of July. I feel honor bound to make an announcement of my own. I wish to say I will not perform on any stage where there is a discriminated audience presence present unless there is provision made for all people to attend. I reserve the right to cancel the show. Well, I mean, seriously, where does that, where does that leave you? Uh, uh, anti-vax folks, which is 99% of you. It seems who are listening to the show. You got a guy, a legend who is one with you. He supports you. He believes your crazy bullshit. And, you know, he's quite a big name. He's even write a songs called Fuck Fauci. And, and you're like, yes, fuck yes, fuck Biden flag. We love Clapton. We love Clapton even more because he's not going to play at these places where you got to show that you had the vac. Oh, oh, no, he's playing the Smoothie Kings. Ah, shit. What do you do? Rolling Stone writes, Clapton, who was, they They write it like no one knows who he is. Clapton, who has previously, uh, who was, was previously famous for his skill as a guitarist. <laughs> that is such a, a crock of shit. I mean, he is a living legend. Say what you want. 
about his stance on the vaccine. But he is an absolute god at the guitar. You can't write Clapton, who was previously famous for his skill as a guitarist. That that makes him sound like just some fucking ham and egg. You're talking about Eric Clapton, you assholes. Has spent the past year complaining about COVID-19 regulations, vaccinations. Well, yeah, who hasn't? Half the world has. Talked about his uh, stupid songs he made with Van Morrison. Uh, A representative for Clapton did not immediately respond to Rolling Stone's request for comment. They should have responded. They should have simply said, yeah, he was pissed when he said that, and uh, he's making a boatload of money, so go fuck yourself. If I'm Clapton, I'd just show up and say, yeah, I'd like to start with my first hit, uh, Fuck Fauci. Uh, Follow that up with uh, Fake Pandemic. Uh, I want to suck Trump's dick. Let's bring out Van Morrison for, uh, let's kill liberals. And, uh, on and on and on. I can't think up any more ridiculous song titles. Maybe you can. Uh, or more likely adhering to the strict rules he uh, uh, rashly set up for his tour would mean canceling several planned dates after all his next scheduled show on Tuesdays at Nashville's Bridgestone Arena will require either vaccine or a negative test for entry come October. So, yeah, he might have bit off more than he can chew. Ah, give him a break. Give him a break. First of all, it's Eric Clapton. And uh, look, we got to come to grips with the fact that for the rest of our lives, This is a thing. We got to love each other. And I love all of you morons who are trying to win a Herman Cain award. It's okay. Nobody gives a shit anymore anyway. Look at there's crowds everywhere. No one cares anymore. We have gotten to the point where we're like, yeah, get your vaccine and uh, we're going to make it mandatory and you got to show your uh, vaccine card when you go in. But, uh, you know, a bunch more people are going to die. We've just come to grips with that. Uh, Yesterday I saw a story that um, uh, more people have died in the U.S. than the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic. So we have surpassed that one. Uh, Unless you're like Eric Clapton, and you feel like, oh, no, that, those numbers are inflated. That's a, that's a fake thing. Zane's mom actually died from bungee jumping. He's wrong. I know that because Alex Jones told me so. All right. But I still love you. It's okay if you think my mom croaked because uh, she was working on a semi and it fell on her. Boomer Bob writes, the article was written by a Zoomer. A Zoomer is beyond millennial, right? That's younger than, um, yeah, that's like really young. I have a Zoomer. My daughter Madison is a Zoomer, I think. Well, wait a minute now. Aren't all of my kids, no, I guess it depends on on years. What what year range is is a Zoomer? What year range is a Zoomer? 
Aha. According to Pew Research, a Zoomer is anyone born after 1996. That means that Jacqueline is also a Zoomer. She was born in 1997. That would mean the oldest Gen Z would be around 23 years. Uh, I just put two and two together. That Zoomer means Gen Z. The Z stands for Zoomer. I did not know that until I just read that. That's embarrassing. Gen Z are different than uh, millennials in terms of their, you know, just views on the world. I've, I've witnessed this myself. Like Madison does not think at all like Jim. Madison thinks that people changing gender is about as normal as like um, any type of medical procedure. You know, that is, that is gossipy. That is great news. When I hear that someone I know is deciding to change their sex, I'm always like, really? Oh my God. Madison's like, yeah, so what? Everybody does. What are you talking about? She goes, oh yeah, I've done it like five times. She hasn't, but uh, that's that's the type of uh, attitude she has about it. We have a friend of the family. I'll keep this close to the vest. No names here. But uh, I've known this sweet lady for 20 years. Just a saint. And she's going through a tough time right now. Uh in the course of the relationship with her, with her husband, I just found this out last week. Um, he had a, uh, horrible moment where there was a, he left the family and it was a extramarital activity and it was, it was ugly. And she stood by his side. And, uh, I think actually it got to a point where they divorced Okay, now this does happen from time to time. And then he he got right. He turned it around. He got down on his knees. He groveled and begged. And they fixed it. Remarried. Yeah, remarried. Remarried. Like 10 years ago. The other day, he announced he's becoming a woman. And apparently the question was asked, will you, will you stay with me and go on this journey with me? And she said, fuck no. Are you fucking crazy? Are you, are you out of your fucking mind? God. I cannot imagine. I don't know. Yeah, I... You know, they, they say in sickness, uh, sickness and in health. And I, I'm, I'm not saying if someone's sick, if they're getting a sex change or becoming another uh, gender, but I don't, I don't know if I could, uh, I don't know if I could survive. I don't, I don't think the marriage is going to survive that. If Diana says she wants to have a big fat meaty crank, that might not work for me. Uh, all right. Hire me on Cameo. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. I can do uh, any type of roast. I can be as nice or as mean as you want. And always a good time. I can even do it live for you during this podcast. Uh, follow me or check me out on Cameo.com slash Eric Zane on your desktop. 
or via via the Cameo app. Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric St. Show podcast. Uh, reach out to them, 616-200-8550 if you're in West Michigan or email uh, info at Blue Frost IT. They work as the IT company for your business, the IT department. So if you've got a handful of employees, you don't have somebody at your beck and call who's skilled to take care of anything tech-wise. That's what Blue Frost IT does. You basically contract them. They're like a 1099 employee, all right? Uh, you pay them each month, and they supervise all of your tech. If that same company wants to move, all right? They can help you with that. Retrofitting an office, all new tech. That's project work. Sit down with Alan from Blue Frost IT for an estimate, a complimentary consultation as to how that will work. Thanks to Prince Arming for being on board with the show. I've got gun school coming up on Thursday of this week. Uh, PrinceArming.com or reach out to Steve Prince on a call or text 616-204-1705 to schedule time to get your CPL. If you've always wanted to carry your pistol concealed, do it through Prince Arming. If you're in the West Michigan area, that is the way to go. Um, talked a little bit yesterday, talked a lot yesterday about the uh, incident with Free Beer. Uh, his kind of like uh, stopping down. And I've got, there's some theories as more time has passed about the comments he made, and I'll get into that in a second. But if you don't know, um, but but I did hear from a couple people, uh, John, uh, I had it and I lost it. He wrote to me, John, uh, that is uh, Fat Dave Grohl. He wrote, seriously, that's it? That's all that you're upset about? And uh, I've gotten that from more than one person who said, yeah, he's a douchebag, but uh, you let too little get under your skin. And uh, my response to that is guilty. However, you have to understand what you don't know is the experiences I had for years with him. You're not taking that into account. And you're also not taking into account the idea of, and this all, again, this, the, uh, uh, my uh, extended attack and my rage towards Greg and by extension, the show, um, it all comes from the idea that we had gotten to this nice spot and it was all behind the scenes. It was, it was a nice dialogue between us and I felt really hurt and, uh, and really bad when he knifed me in January. That's all that this is about. So that's when I said to him, well, uh, you know, obviously we can't be friends. Uh, so that's that. And then I waited and then how this usually goes with me because I'm I'm kind of a fucking lunatic. Uh, I let things fester, and so now I'm full blown want to strangle him. And yeah, that that sounds crazy, but um, I'm kind of in this uh, uh, manic phase of all of this, and uh, I don't like him. I would love to kick his ass, frankly. 
So I've spent considerable time bashing him and his show in hopes of getting under his skin. I did. He talked about it, but his his way of going after me, instead of just snarky, snarkily beating the shit out of me, it was much different. And it's completely inaccurate and stupid that I get blamed for all of this. Okay? Uh, if you're going to attack me, do it on something that's actually accurate. Okay? I don't give a shit, and I don't have a problem with you doing it. I'm going to get you back, though. But... First of all, this is what Linda writes. Hi, Eric. I just listened to the free podcast. Then I found Dick's comments about the Norm McDonald interview you guys did. It was during segment 17 on Wednesday, starting at three hours, 39 minutes and 40 seconds. Here's a quick transcript. And uh, I talked about this with Linda because when he starts with, um, I hope you all don't mind me saying this, but, uh, I don't know why he had to say that. I don't know if he's worried about offending them or maybe they had some type of discussion about, Hey, we probably shouldn't mention Eric anymore. So I don't know why he prefaces what he was about to say with, um, I hope you all don't mind me saying this. No idea. Then concerning the, again, 2008 interview with Norm McDonald. I regretted the tone of our interview with Norm at the time. So are you saying you regretted it in 2008? And had 100% forgotten about it until I heard it today. Um, It bummed me out hearing it. Pulling back the curtain, like sort of the long pause, the desire for conflict that existed. And by the way, if you listen to this interview, there was no conflict. It was just a bunch of guys having fun. I don't know why the fuck he even said this. It's completely inaccurate. Anybody who listened to that interview knows the interview was fucking fine. The desire for conflict that existed instead of letting him breathe and letting him be who he was. Um, you know, the person most responsible for that is not here anymore, but I regret that's how it was then so often. Um, like I don't like it listening back to it. Now I don't know. If you've eaten one too many edibles with the gold digger, but you're fucked. This is all bullshit. And you know how I know that? Because not one of your mates jumped in with you and saying and, and what you said. They all kind of like side-eyeing each other. And then Joe jumps in and says, well, it was probably a mismatch interview for the show. Uh, parentheses, he never said anything bad about you, Eric. He said there wasn't a time limit and you, uh, he said there wasn't a time limit and you could have had him on for a long time and gone over a lot of stuff, but that wasn't the style of a lot of interviews at the time. Dick said, I wish it had been. That's all. These are all Linda's words. He stammered and stuttered his way through that comment. Like what the fuck? Like he wasn't antagonistic with guests. I listened to that interview. I didn't think there was a quote desire for conflict tone at all. He's a jerk. Now I can't wait to listen to the Patreon for more details. By the way, congrats on your son Jim's engagement. Sign Linda. Yeah, Greg's fucking crazy. That's what it is. Greg's a fucking lunatic. And the uh, the fact that the rest of the gang, who I don't like any of them either, uh, because they're guilty by association, let that fuck twist in the wind 
is absolutely perfect. I couldn't have been more happy with that. That being said, this was written on the subreddit. This show is, quote, safe now. Safe now, but there's nothing new going on. Sure, I like the games they play. I'm a trivia and music buff. But aside from that, there's nothing happening, which is what I've said for a long time. I heard what was said on the 17 segment, and it kind of pissed me off. How do you nick how do you earn the nickname Burn King and yet blame everyone else for the conflict that the show used to thrive on? Yeah, say what you want about me. You can call me an asshole, you can call me a hothead, you can say I uh, uh I, I got the show in trouble. First of all, it was always about the show. Always first. And if anybody got in the way of that or had to be a recipient of a beat up, doesn't matter, as long as the audience is entertained. That was my number one goal every day, every show. It's unfortunate that wasn't shared. They all did it to each other, and now everyone talks to each other while wearing kid gloves. This person continues, in five years, are are they going to be playing around-the-room segments in their flashback or best-of bits? Same guy adds, well, this person wrote, um, They grew up, and so did most of us. There's still some children in this subreddit, though. That guy writes, you don't have to be childish for for liking when morning show hosts actually work for good content. You see, the audience is getting that this is a lazy show. One by one, people are realizing this is a lazy-ass show. Imagine having been a fan of Carlin in his prime. Then a couple of years later, he's doing PG and PC humor because it's easier. I still listen because I've been a fan for 15 plus years, but I can acknowledge that they're sort of cruising on their success. I'm half expecting to wake up in the morning, turn on the show and hear it renamed the Greg and Chris show. Edit. Holy balls. I just totally reminded myself about them trolling interview guests. They didn't care about by having the Greg and Chris show do the interview. And Freebeer has a nerve to rip on, quote, he who is not here about setting the mood in the room and shitty interviews. Maybe it's time for a self-come-to-Jesus talk. So there you go. That's where we are. Megan says, I just want to know if free beer and hot wings are actually friends or if they talk shit about each other and deal, uh, and deal for the money. Well, I mean, when I worked there, no, we did not. We talked shit about each other all the time. I remember in the lobby of the radio station when Greg cornered me and he said, we're going to hot wings is going to take a pay cut. I, I don't want him earning what we're earning anymore. He doesn't drive the content and I had to actually talk him out of it. I was like bullet dodge. I was like, dude, just let it lie. I know because Greg was like, I should, we should earn more because I'm like, ah, fuck it. Who cares? We got here as a group. We're all getting fucking rich. Who gives a shit? All right. 
It would probably would have been good if he did that now. Again, since you have to snowplow half of your income to Mrs. Neuenfeld, for God's sake. That's got to hurt, man. You know, say what you want, but I'm still married, and all you fuckers got kicked to the curb by your wives, so go fuck yourselves. You're shitty at, you're shitty at relationships. Fucking scoreboard. Fuck the shit I've put my wife through and I'm still married? You guys must really have been shitty. Horrible at marriage. My God. Icky. All right. So that's, uh, those are my thoughts on that. We have the asshole of the day coming up. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Encouraging you to reach out to them if you're in the market for a mortgage. Can take care of you in any state with the exception of Alaska, Hawaii, Maine, South Carolina. Call Mario 231-332-6505. If your credit is great, this will be easy. Okay, an easy process. You get what you want. Some some of you aren't, I mean, it's life gets in the way. Uh, speaking of divorce, Greg might have to one day call Mario. You know, I mean, if you've uh, gone through that, divorce, bankruptcy, bad credit, no credit, uh, you're young, you know, these things happen. Mario can help you navigate this. The idea is he gets you into a loan. Obviously, not as great of a loan as a person with an amazing credit score, but that's okay. You're paying on something that's yours. And then you're building your credit because you pay on time for 18 months. The credit uh, agencies go, oh, wow, this person's on the, on the rise. Let's improve that credit score. Then you redo the loan for less points. You're paying less. That's how it works. That's how you adult. 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage with locations uh, in Grand Rapids, Muskegon, and in Florida, of all places. Uh, also, you can go to their website by clicking on the emerald green logo at ericsaintshow.com. Uh, bringing up the rear today is the tank. Frank, the tank, fuss. Sometimes known as Frank Jude Fuss. I just love the name Jude. I have a, uh, my stepsister's grandchild's name is Jude. Freaking love it. Great name. The only Judes I've ever heard of were Julian Lennon's nickname, Hey Jude, and Jude Cole who used to uh, manage the band Waylon. I don't know why I'm telling you that. All right. Well, Frank is a licensed insurance uh, insurance agent. Anywhere in the U.S., reach out to the tank. Okay? Go to this website, buyinsurancehere.com, for any type of insurance. There's a drop-down. What type of insurance are you looking for? Medicare. Uh, uh, employee insurance. Uh, 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 health insurance, life insurance, uh, dental insurance, insurance on the marketplace, whatever it may be, call upon the tank. Okay, if you do this on your own, it's kind of like putting a motor in and you don't know what you're doing. You would never do that. The tank does it for you. The, the, the key part about this is it doesn't cost you anything to have an insurance agent like the tank. Buyinsurancehere.com is the website. Um, I've utilized him as my insurance agent for um, buying 
um, uh, health insurance on the marketplace. And I'm so happy that I did. Um, he helped me get into a, a policy that is so perfect for my family. When I did it the first two years, it was a shit show. It was so bad. I made many, many mistakes. He is such a dork when it comes to insurance. He has all the answers locked into his brain. And if he doesn't know him, he's like, I don't know. I'll get back to you. And then that's it. He's, he's like a whirling dervish of insurance, this guy. I love him so much. Uh, buyinsurancehere.com for my policy shop insurance. Uh, I was scheduled to play smarter than a former drug dealer trivia today with Ian taking on Dale. But Dale drove all the way back from Green Bay yesterday like an asshole because he watched a Packers game in Green Bay because he loves the Packers. Uh, he got back late. He says, I'm not going to be able to play, so we got to push it over to tomorrow. So we'll do that. Asshole of the day. I don't have anything to wipe off yesterday's asshole of the day, again, because I'm stupid. It was uh, WZZM and that crazy bitch who indicted that kid wearing the face paint, saying, oh, he's a racist wearing blackface. My God, that was terrible. I hate that. Virtue signaling white knight, son of a bitch. The asshole of the day is brought to you by JM Synthetics and TC Paintball. Who is the asshole of the day? Is it free beer? I don't know, man. He's one asshole of the day in the past. That guy's got enough problems. The massager at Strider's was a big, uh, big focal point. We talked about Jeff. We talked about Eric Clapton, the fucking hypocrite. We talked about sex school with the uh, porno writing props. Kara Bell, the anti-anal sex activist. Limo work. We heard from uh, Kenny, who who got kicked out of the strip joint. Talked about the coked-up stripper who wanted some cocaine from Kenny. Talked about almost killing a guy. Huge is ducking me now as the Lions are 0-2. Talked about taking uh, Megan and the kids and Brian out on a limo trip today. Talked about the queen of the forest, I'm sure, at some point. Hmm. Let's see. Looking at some of the comments. Kyle says, I removed the ZZM app from my phone. Fuck them. Yeah, that was terrible. That was really bad. Huge gets a nominee for not answering. Asshole of the day, porno school. Let's see. Best bit ever. Light rock and classic talk with Greg and Chris. Yeah, that was fun. That's when the the, the show actually wrote bits. Soprano Sue interview with Bill Swarsky, Eric Zane. Tarantula Farmer writes, I'm a great husband, just FYI. Cat flexing was hilarious. Kent says he has a son named Jude and a son named Cole. Shut up. Are you serious? (laughs) I did not know that. Are you, are you fucking with me? And by the way, what happened with your dialogue with uh, lard ass Darwin? I've had it. 
I have had it with lardass Darwin. He's got one week, one week, and then I am going to another flooring store. And I am going to actually try to put Darwin out of business if I don't hear from Darwin in the next week. And you tell him I said that, Kent. Darwin didn't text me back. He said, well, he's fucked. This guy, fuck that guy. I'm out. I'll tell you what. Now, I said one week, I'll give you one week. You got one week from today, and then I'm going to one of the 8 million other flooring stores saying, hey, I want to put these guys out of business because dumb, dumb ghosted me. Cole is 13. Liam is nine. Jude is six. Bo is four. You've got the best names for your kid, man. And they're all four letters. Kent, drop the E, at a U. Cole, Liam, Jude, Bo, B-A-U, B-E-A-U, Bo. All right, the asshole of the day is brought to you by TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. And, of course, JM Synthetics. Is getting advertisers by threat legal? I don't know. It is here. All right. The dog is Duke and the cat is Luna. What is it with the four-letter names and the can't drop the E out of you household? Porno school gets asshole of the day. You can't have that. That is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, right about your orgasm. And if I if my daughter came home with a with a yeah yeah my 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 the school wants my daughter to write about her orgasm I'm gonna kick somebody's ass that's ridiculous horrible okay folks I appreciate you thank you so much for being part of the Eric Zane Show podcast it is in the books I'll be back with a Patreon bonus I think I have actually nothing uh, in the hopper so this might take me a while to get this one together but I gotta write it gotta write that show thanks. Until next time, have a good one. Bye-bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.